There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 85 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 5 of season 3 of Dark Matter. Woo! Yeah! Alright. <laughs> this, oh my gosh, Dark Matter just starts sucking me in. I told you it started, like, really getting Jason. He just sat down because he thought it was a new show. I'm like, no, you got a couple seasons to watch, so catch up right. and we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> you have ratings news, which I, looking at these, I think is pretty good, so. Yes, episode 5. Brought in a 0.16 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.619 million viewers. And it rated 41st in all cable shows for the evening. So it improved on its ratings from the previous week. I think that's pretty good. Yes, like it I is. Like I said, I think a lot of people are like, oh, hey, it's back. And like realizing it. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, we're almost uh, halfway through the season already here. Yeah, well, and say that they figured it out quickly. Right, that's true. <laughs> All right, we also got the live plus seven days for episode two. It was 23rd in viewers percentage gain going from 0.662 to 1.156 million viewers for an increase of 75%. Nice. Very nice. So I'm happy these are going up. Yes, absolutely. We definitely like to see the live plus seven over a million viewers. Yes. That's kind of the magic number for sci-fi is getting that um, one over a million viewers usually doesn't stress us out worrying if we're going to get renewed as much. Right. Well, let's get on to episode five, shall we? All right. Give it up, Princess. Tabor Kalchek's girlfriend, Amber, is taken hostage by a business rival, demanding in exchange for her safety that Adrian hand over a data file detailing Ferris Corp's military shipbuilding plan. The Raza crew and Adrian plan to recover the file for themselves and rescue Amber by force. During their attempt to secure the file, Adrian and Five are arrested by Ferris security agents, and Adrian refuses to offer to betray the Raza crew in exchange for his safety. Later, Adrian, Solara, and Two are captured by a security android, whom the Raza's android distracts by offering him a copy of her behavioral upgrade. When they arrive to rescue Amber, she reveals that she was in league with her abductor but kills him and attempts to take the data file for herself before being stopped by the Raza crew. Investigating the Ferris construction facilities, they find out the ships are already gone. Meanwhile, hashtag stupid Masaki and <laughs> Rio's advisor Teku jockey for influence over Rio. Ah, oh, so... There was some interesting plots happening and some that I was wondering where they were going to take us. So, where shall we start? 
Shall we start with Adrian, since he seemed to be a big part of it this time? Yeah, this was kind of his episode, wasn't it? It was, and then just because you said the other day when we recorded, you're like, oh yeah, but will they stay? I'm like, damn it, if they're doing a whole episode, something's going to happen. Right. Kind of is. Doesn't make me happy, but... No. All right, well, Adrian is concerned that he hasn't heard from Tabor. And he convinces the crew to call Tabor's hideout on Cassiar 4. Only they discover that Tabor's gone, but his girlfriend is being held by competitor Gorin. I wondered who that guy was. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, the girlfriend is played by uh, someone that is uh, dear to our hearts from Defiance. I was watching going, wait a minute. Is that her? Yep, that's Anna. Oh, gosh, so many people, and I'm just going to say that I'm seeing more of our sci-fi people in, like, all the other sci-fi shows, and it's driving me crazy. Right. Because I'm like, wait, wait, who's that from? So thank you for bringing everybody and crossing them over. I do appreciate that sci-fi. Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, now, um, the way the discussion goes down, the crew gets a little... um, leery of adrian's uh intentions and he finally has to admit that yes he does have feelings for her i thought so. that was kind of obvious i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah it really was Tabor's girlfriend big deal but yeah that was great that um three and five when they found out Tabor had a girlfriend Tabor has a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, he was kind of annoying, so... Yeah. Of course, Adrian asked for help to free the girlfriend, and he doesn't actually have the file. But... He knows where it is, supposedly. Yeah. (laughs) Again, it's like, I don't believe you. Right. Yeah, we start this uh, wild goose chase to find the file. First takes us to Regulus 12... And, of course, that's been pretty much completely destroyed. And Adrian says, well, I know where Tabor keeps his backup files, and they're in a vault deep in Ferris-controlled territory. And you go, this is not going to turn out well. Yeah, when you're like, oh, yeah, don't worry, I have a way in. Again, it's like, "Mm, but do you now? You may have had a way. I don't trust that you have one now, though. Because Tabor, I think he's burned all his bridges. I have a tendency to agree with you. And that's why we haven't seen or heard from him at all yet. Yeah. Do you think he's going to pop up? He's on the run. I I have a feeling the crew will run into him. Ah, okay. I don't think he will actually seek out the crew. But I think somehow, some way, the crew and his path will cross. Okay. And that's not going to end well for Tabor. <laughs> no, a... no, because it'll be like, oh, hey, guys, hi. Yeah, and it, it, it'll be really awkward, kind Extreme. of like it is now. It's like, oh, oh, yes. let's go here. Oh, there's no anything here. Okay, let's go here, and we're arrested. All right. Obviously, right. <laughs> if Tabor's missing, I mean, did you really think he's going to keep pl- paying, like, those... It's not blackmail. What is it? Like, bribes? Right. Because I, that's kind of a paper trail, right? Yes, it is. So if he don't want to be found, he's not going to be helping you out. And 
good job, because yeah. now you guys are in the slammer. Yes. And the Ferris guard is doing everything he can to convince Adrian to uh, turn over the Raza for his uh, freedom. But five, no, yes, five. <laughs> Telling you, I need pictures so I know who to. I didn't even recognize her. It took a second before I realized, because I'm so used to her with the green hair. Right. That when they're taken, and I mean, even the guard didn't recognize her, because I'm assuming they'd even have her picture up with the Raza crew. Right. They should. So he didn't recognize her either. Do you think if she wasn't there, Adrian would have been like, yeah, let's talk? More than likely. (laughs) So five kept him honest right and because yeah he wouldn't have been he'd have been toast if uh he had turned him over and five said oh yeah he agreed to it and all right without even being tortured and what i think is flipped on him kind of funny is a lot of people were talking like how old's five supposed to be because they're like why does it seem like Tabor keeps kind of looking at her right like i don't know do we I don't think he has a thing for her, do you? I think he's like, this girl's smart and knows computers, I can use her. Right. Or do you think it might have a little bit of romantic undertones? I think it's probably possible. Figure he's probably mid to late 20s, I'm thinking. And she's probably 18 to 20. I was so, thinking she was supposed to be like late teens, early twenties, and something's right. like, no, she's like fifteen. I'm like, uh Yeah, this is season sure? three now. Yeah. Season one, yes, she was, but we're now in season three, so she's you figure she's gotta have aged a couple of years. Right. <laughs> okay. That's why I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know how I felt about that when people kept saying, No, 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 she's fifteen, she's fifteen. I'm like, I don't know if that's right, and if it is, now I'm a little creeped out by Adrian. But okay. Now that you and I are at least in agreement that, yes, she's not 15, I feel right. better about the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's keep going about Adrian's really bad ideas. Right. <laughs> so, of course, he has one more idea of where Tabor might be stashing the data file. And sure enough, that gets them um, an even worse of a pickle. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a security droid involved. Uh, yeah, it, that was kind of funny because it's like, oh, hey, there's nothing happening here. We can do whatever. Hey, look, money, gold. This, and all of a sudden, uh, we can't go past here. Right. Force field shows up and... and it's like, wait, we can't go back either. Ah! So they, they're they finding what they need. I mean, basically, they can totally take everything out of there, right? Because it was a lot of stuff that, a lot of stuff that's not useful for the crew, but I mean, the money and gold and stuff would be totally useful. Right. And who knows? They could have sold the rest of the stuff, too, to help supply the ship. So, But then again, we don't know what's been stolen and who you might be selling the stolen goods to. It might be the people who were stolen from. Exactly. Or what other freaky items there might be in there, like the clock from the previous episode. Right. (laughs) And what if you're selling back, like, those masks to the people who they belonged to originally? Oh, that yeah, <laughs> exactly. See, that's why it's like, mm, take the stuff you know you can use without having to try to sell anything and possibly get caught up. Right. But, hey, they get the file, kind of. Yeah, except they don't have the dis- 
subscription program for it, which does nobody any good, of course, but they go ahead and head back to Cassiar 4 to um, try to save the girlfriend. Yeah. What? <laughs> and that, again, didn't work out very well. Yeah. I don't know, because it's like, all right, you have this guy holding the girl, and I'm thinking, all right, she just happened to be tied up and right in front of the camera for how long? Like, originally. You're just assuming somebody's going to call at some point, and she's just going to be, like, tied up there? That that seemed kind of odd to begin with. Right. And then when all of a sudden she's like, all right, well, you're going to die. Well, no, I'm sorry. The big man. Oh, well, we're going to kill you anyway. And then she kills him. It's like, oh, yay. Maybe she is on our side. And then she has the gun on Adrian. It's like, wait. <laughs> and then even she's like, oh, you thought we might be together? Ew. Yeah. Oh, that's so wrong. Yep, that was a um, definitely a dagger to the to the heart there for Adrian. Especially after everything they'd gone through in this right. episode. <laughs> so obviously this girl didn't know like Jack Squad about Tabor. I have a feeling she was playing him just like she played Adrian. Mm. She just didn't have the opportunity to to pull this type of scheme against Tabor. Okay. So I'm assuming just from that, that they hadn't been together for years and years and years. Otherwise this scenario probably would have uh, played out much earlier. So this had to be a a recent, fairly recent um, Mm -hmm. relationship. Okay. Well then, you know, it's, she tries to run and, that didn't get very far either. And I love it because Adrian's still like, no, 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 don't shoot her. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Maybe you should have shot her. Who is it that knocked her out? His bodyguard, right? Solara. Solara. Thank yeah. you. I'm like, what is her name? She manages to knock Amber, Ambrosia, Amberly, whatever her name is this week. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Cause I, doubt, I doubt it's either one of them. Adrian calls her Amber, but I, and, I think Tabor called her Ambrosia, but that's probably still not a real name. Joan. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And her ch- sudden change of heart. I'm just like, come on, do not buy this crap. Right. Like, oh. That was so transparent. It wasn't uh, funny. I, I think I rolled my eyes so hard, like, they almost got stuck in the back of my head. Yeah. Basically, because it was like, come on. She's like, oh, yeah. I was just scared. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't play that. If you're going to try to be little Betty Badass and be Betty Badass, don't try to be like, I'm just so weak and helpless. Yeah, no. Right. I reject Thank that. You, and it's funny because the decryption program that she let slip saying, oh, don't worry, I know I have the decryption, happened to be in the necklace around her neck. I mean, lying, saying it was Tabor's favorite aunt or sister, and he didn't have any of those, lady. Right. So keeping it on you, good idea because... You're going to know where it is. Nobody's going to, nobody's really going to know. It's a bad idea because Adrian has, he's like, listen, these things only get to you if Tabor wants them to get to you. So he figured it out. I was a little, I don't know, sad that the whole thing happened the way it did. Right. Because she just, ugh, that just irritated me. (laughs) But whatever. Okay. Let's move on because they make me mad. But they just left her there too. I'm like, hmm. Right. She'll get some other so it is sucker. possible we could see her again as well. Yeah, I'm sure she's going to have some other poor sucker come along and 
she'll work out a plan. Right. Huh. So, two. Two, uh, I love that she's like, oh yeah, you know what? This file could totally help us. But right. the rest of the crew kind of seems like, mm, but is it a good idea? Yeah. And after the first time that there was a screw up, yeah, I, well, we know, like, four was like, screw this. I'm, I'm done. I'm sorry. No, three. God, I can't right. get the numbers right. He's like, we're done, right? We're not doing this again. Crap, right. we're still doing this. All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Typical three attitude. Yeah, I mean, when you have a whole, like, I keep trying to say star base, and that's not what it is, but no. regular is 12, and there's nothing left. I would be worried. It's like, oh, crap, what is going on with this? Right. And Did somebody destroy it looking for the file, or was it for another reason? Right. Especially if it has to do with a fleet of ships. I mean, could these be some crazy futuristic ships like Android, you know, kind of learned about last episode? Right. And and they're doing this? Oh my gosh, what? What could this be? But, I don't know. I think he still has five on board, obviously, because five goes with them onto the Ferris station, and they're all planning to pick the lock all night until things don't go right. But. I really think that two was being a little bit too hopeful, I guess, just because of what we've seen in the past. I feel like she was a lot more hopeful than I expected her to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sure does. Because recently, yeah, she's in this episode, three was the one who didn't want to get involved with anything. And two was that way with with six mm-hmm. and the, um, the laborers at the uh, plant. And we kind of see a completely different attitude towards trying to help with two in this episode. Now, granted, it's she's not directly helping any individual group. She's just trying to help the galaxy overall by seeing if they can locate these ships and find out what's going on with them. So it maybe it's more of a a high-level attitude of wanting to help than an individual-type thing with that it was with Six. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Because when all is said and done and they end up decrypting the file and all the ships in that, that shipyard are gone, I wonder what Two's thinking then. Right. Because that's just kind of scary because uh, does she want to have to go and find them all? Is she trying to get the crew back together? You know, I don't want bad things to happen. <laughs> and it gets scary when they get hopeful. Right. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how to ends up reacting overall to this failure, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she was hoping to find the find the ship still being under construction so they could destroy him right then and there and not put a big, big dent in Ferris's plans. Right. They, they were just a little late, apparently. Oh, we don't know how late a little late is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. All right, well, we ended up having a nice little scene with Five and Solara. Mm-hmm. And Five asked Solara to teach her how to fight. So Solara agrees. And quickly learns that Five isn't quite the beginner that she was assumed. That was kind of funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. Because I'm like, wow, okay, you, you kind of, you didn't take out an experienced fighter, but using... You put her on her butt. Right. Using 
the perception that she'll know nothing because she's young, I think was the best thing, even though that wasn't Five's intent with Solara. No. But you you can't ever underestimate anyone. That's how exactly. people end up dead. Yes. <laughs> In all of these shows. <laughs> and we actually get a moment where Five asks about Solara's past. And she tells her about how she learned to fight at a monastery until bandits broke in and killed everyone. So she had to kill the bandits. Which, that was an interesting story, too, because basically it's like, okay, fighting monks, but they, they're they not supposed to ever use their fight training. Right. And the only reason she lived was she was, uh, what was it? She was at a, a peace mission at a village or something. I can't remember right. exactly what it was. But yeah, just because she wasn't there and people, the, the bandits broke into, I think it was get the books too. Right. And I'm, and well, come on. I mean, even though they're monks, you have killed all of her family, basically. You had to think retribution was coming somehow. Right. Unless these guys were pretty much just like, eh, you know, hands off policy no matter what, which obviously some of them were. <laughs> yeah. But they all got their, throat slit so technically she didn't use her fighting then apparently not she just used a big knife who knows (laughs) and then of course we do get to see five checking in with six to remind us what's up with him and (sighs) even that doesn't go well because commander neiman of the ferris corp seems to have plans for the former crew member as he gives some very ominous instructions about using Agent Zero. What is that? Yeah. Because he's staring at that photo of Six, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I thought we knew everything about his past, and I'm feeling like we were lied to. Well, I don't know if it's actually has anything to do with Six. It's probably just a new uh, weapon that Ferris Corp has developed. Oh, do you think maybe it's because he's there? Right. Oh. Yeah, he makes the comment that this alliance of free planets isn't going, just needs to be destroyed now. Okay, so it might not actually be anything to do with six other than kind of wrong. He's kind of leading them now, right. Okay. Well, I would feel better than thinking that there's something about six we don't know. Yeah, I don't believe this has anything to do with six. I may be wrong. I don't think it does. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about how awesome Android was this episode? Oh, my God. Was that amazing or what? <laughs> it was so great. And I have, she's the one who has the plan to figure figure out how to save Adrian in five. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes on the station. She turns on her personality disc i don't know how to call it right wearing that dress and like all kind of stupid southern heiress kind of thing right and oh my god and the guard just falling all over himself and yeah he's just talking and oh let me escort you yeah yeah it's so great and the best part has got to be when you know this guy keeps keeps on asking you know so you know what about a drink what about this and she's like oh yeah i can't and then proceeds to completely, like, kick everybody's ass on this whole station. Right. She took out all the guards on the station. And you you got to think that the entire time, like, 
when these guards seen her, they did not think that this was an android who was going to take them down. Even no. watching it happen, if they were close enough to see, you know, it happened to a guard, they're like, what, what is this woman doing? Yeah. <laughs> How is she kicking all of our butts? Right, in heels and a long dress. And Did she have like a fur coat or a, like a boa a, yeah, or something on her? It was, I don't, right, a boa or something. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's going crazy. And I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Then, right, and we never really saw her do fighting. Right, you just you hear, hear it. it in the background. And then when she <laughs> opens the door for Adrian and Five, she's like, "All right, let's go." Like I, I so wanted her to just go right into Android. Like, okay, Five, I'm here for you. <laughs> you know, just something like that. So Adrian's like mouth would just drop. Although it did right. kind of anyway. Like what? And then when they go to save Adrian and Solara and four, three. <laughs> When they were in the force field, you know, she's, or no, three went with her. That's right. But she's talking to the other android and he's like, yes, you're human. She's like, mm, check my heart again and trying to talk to him. And he, you see him falter like he looks at the chip and like he's thinking about it. Right. But I was kind of ticked then because he gets shot. Right. But it wasn't like he wasn't destroyed, right? It was just a bit. I doubt it. Because I yeah. thought three said something about, we'll leave the chip. He can have it when he wakes up or something like that or reboots right. yeah. or something. So obviously, if they didn't totally destroy it, they couldn't clean out a whole lot right. of the, the warehouse. So the hidden stash. Yeah, they could take what, some of the stuff. But do you think that the security droid would have taken it? I think so. I feel like at some point it's going to be all of the androids taking it. And isn't that kind of what she's seen in that uh, future flash? I think so. Okay. You never know. It starts with one, right? Right. And they have a whole group of them. It's not, you know, it's not like Android's the first. Right. You know, she already met up with the group that's already doing this. So one step you know, forward. No telling how much further they've uh, infiltrated by now. I'm assuming that's something that's definitely going to come into play this season. Yep. I think so, too. All right. So let's talk about Mr. Pain in the Butt. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag, things are not going well for Rio. Right? <laughs> I was a little distraught with things because there's a possible mining strike and military is losing in an area. And you have Taiko, who, you know, is like, no, you need to win the people back. But that means sacrifice. And then Rio is like, no, I don't want to do this. And then you have. You know, hashtag stupid Misaki who's like, I can't believe you're listening to him anyway. You should just kill people. And it's like heavy handed offering bread. You know, it's kind of, I guess it depends on what the people are going to respect and what has happened in the past. But do you want to end up like monarchs before you? So, and this is the kind of infighting. And I swear, Taiko and Misaki are just going to end up somehow taking each other out. And then Rio is just going to be like, well, crap, I have no advisor that I can listen to now. Well, I have a feeling Teku is the one who's going to lose in that battle because Misaki is too well of a trained uh, fighter and Teku is just a teacher. So, yeah, but I just feel like somehow like he might, I don't know, poison her wine or something and she kills right. him, but then ends up dying anyway. Yeah. Right. I feel like that would be the only good way because. Ryo's already mad that 
you know, she killed somebody. Next, right, next. But, you know, without permission. And he feels guilty. And she's just like, she's mad at everyone. It's like, okay, you weren't ever going to be in charge, which is what I feel like she's mad about. Right. So I don't know. I really don't know. And the next thing that happens, I want to <laughs> say that I'm wrong, but I feel like Masaki did this. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So th- I am in total agreement that she set up the assassination attempt with the uh, Academy grads. Right, because, like, he's congratulating all of them. And I'm like, really? You have, like, ten Academy grads? That's it? Wow. Right. A little tough, but he's going down the line, shaking their hand. Congratulations. Great job. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one suddenly is going to be the one sweating and, like, a joy buzzer, basically, that's going to have Right. But Masaki happened to see him sweating. She's like, oh, no. You have it. I'm like, "Uh, it's a little over the top. And I'm like, no, it's got to be her. Or the only other thing that could possibly be somebody who's using Masaki's over-the-topness to play into their hands. Like, use her to play Ryo into their hands. Right. Which I have no idea who it is, because I have no idea any of the people in the background, because... Right, yeah, we don't... That would be someone unknown to us at this point in time, that's for sure. (sighs) Yeah, and I love it, because Teiko's like, please... We need to win the people. This is why you don't just, you know, heavy hand it. And I think Masaki was like, this is a big middle finger to you. You need to do something else. Right. This is one bit of advice that I am not taking. People must die. Right. And again, I think Masaki had a lot to do with that. Yes. Because, yes, sending the people to win over the miners, but suddenly they were destroyed. Masaki didn't like that in the first place. I somehow don't feel like the mining strike was going to be like, let's destroy all these people. Right. Yeah. Or they're just planning a coup somewhere within the, you know, his advisors and the fleet. And I'm saying this in parentheses or, you know, air quotes. I don't know how many they said I sent. I forgot that they were sent elsewhere and they're just telling them it's destroyed. Right. There are so many like crazy tinfoil hat things that I can have right now because that is what all this monarchy crap is. Right. And we know Masaki went and met with his generals off planet. So there's no telling what she did there. She could have started all this inaction at that point in time. Yes. The fall of the House of Ishida is looking more and more imminent. I wonder if he's going to somehow break and come back then because he realizes what happens. Hmm. There's a head scratcher for you. Yeah, that was, that's a real one. Say he somehow survives the coup but knows that he can't take over again. Yeah, that might cause him to, um, shall we say, uh, grovel at two's feet to um, let him back on the ship and... That's where we get the uh, mind wipe, and he has to agree to it, maybe. Uh, see, so many theories. Yep. And now he wants to be ruling with an iron fist and killing people. Anybody who looked cross-eyed, I think this is a bad idea, but... Right. And who knew that he... This is definitely the pre-show Rio that we're seeing. That we didn't know anything about, yeah. Right, that we knew nothing about. And seeing that... 
in the first two seasons, how Rio progressed as a person just makes this real hard to watch him be so completely different than what he was. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's got to be something that will uh, trigger to him reverting back to what we know, at least, hopefully. I don't know. Too many unknowns. I don't like this. Right. We haven't even gotten into a war battle yet. Right. Yeah, what are you going to do then? Jeez. Yeah. He's too, I don't know, he's too, like, angsty teenager right now. Right. I don't know. It was a great episode, though. I really liked it. Yeah, anytime we get to see Android doing what she did, it's an awesome episode. Right. I mean, taking out all the guards on the station and, and then basically talking down a security android. That was some awesome stuff. I want to see more of her like that. Yes. And I thought, because she came back and she changed clothes, but she wasn't in her droid clothes. And she was still being more human. And then, I guess when she came back from dealing with the security android, she was back to being android again. I went, went, damn it. Like, no. Stay the way you are. Well, then, I don't know. The emotions, we'll see. Right. All right. So I liked it. I hope you guys liked it. I'm assuming Steve's giving it a thumbs up, yes? Oh, yeah. All right. So let us know what you think. You know, shoot us an email at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Facebook, anywhere that you want to find us, just shoot us a message, and we usually answer pretty quick because Steve or I usually have availability to answer quickly-ish. And uh, I hope you guys are really having fun through the season and telling your friends because we definitely want more people watching this. Because like Steve said, anything over a million is really what they look at. Right. So don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and every platform that you find us on because we're all over the place and I can't even keep track. I have to write them all down and I still can't keep track. <laughs> <laughs> so... For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. I don't date guys whose asses I've kicked. And until next time. <laughs>